How to conquer your WordPress design with a page builder. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast episode 337. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. If you're frustrated by your WordPress themes limitations, or you don't know how to, or you don't want to write custom code, or you want a lot more flexibility in your website, you might want to consider a page builder plugin for WordPress. I want to share with you some benefits to page builders, some tips for working with page builders, and then close out with my recommendations for what page builders you might want to try. First, what is a page builder? A page builder helps you build pages. All right, next. Now, let me explain that more. A page builder gives you a lot of control over how you design pages. In general, a page builder is focused on designing the content of your pages, not necessarily the rest of the design of your website. So think of page builders as what goes in that same content area as where your blog posts and your show notes go. That's usually what page builders focus on making, not your sidebar, not your header, not your footer, not pop-ups or anything else like that. However, I think the best page builders can be used in those additional areas, either through short codes or really through special design integrations and even have the ability to take over your WordPress theme. A couple of the page builders I'll talk about later have that ability that you can either use their theme or their plugin can't even work with whatever theme you're using to use the page builder to design your website header or your sidebar or your footer. So those web page layout elements beyond only the content. That's what a powerful page builder can do so that then you're not having to rely so much on your WordPress theme to make your site look the way you want it to. You might be able to do some of that inside of your page builder. Now, with great power comes great responsibility, Spider-Man. You need to be careful with page builders because, well, I kind of think of this as the Microsoft publisher power. When Microsoft Publisher came out, or when Microsoft Word and Publisher and several apps that made it really accessible now for the average person to design their own pages, what resulted is a lot of bad-looking pages. And that's not to say you're horrible at design or something. I'm sure you're great at design, and your hair looks fabulous today, by the way. What I'm saying is that we need to be careful with these things, because just because we can do something with a page builder doesn't mean we should. Just because you can make text blink and scroll across the page doesn't mean you should. Just because you can do parallax scrolling effects doesn't mean you should. In general, unless you have a good reason to do something design-wise, or especially if you don't have a good reason to break certain design rules, then you probably shouldn't do those things. Now, this isn't an episode where I'm going to get into all of those design rules and principles and such. There are some great courses that you can take online, free books, paid books, free sites, and a lot of places you can go to learn more about all kinds of design and design principles. And maybe someday I'll talk about some of that in more detail. But when it comes to your website, the big thing to keep in mind is simple is still often better. You don't need hundreds of plugins. You don't need hundreds of modules on every single page. You don't have to design 
every single post with a page builder. And I'll get into more of why in a little bit in one of the other sections. But a page builder does have all of that power. But do remember that quote from Spider-Man, which is often attributed to Uncle Ben, but it was originally in the... This is totally nerdy, and I'm not a comic nerd. I've never read a comic book beyond the first Darkwing Duck comic. But I do know this one thing about comic books, is that that quotation, with great power comes great responsibility, was never actually spoken by Uncle Ben. But all the movies usually have Uncle Ben or some family figure like that speaking that to Spider-Man. That geekiness aside, hey, let's get into something even more geeky. Page builders. Or is that more geeky than comics? Nonetheless, first, the benefit of page builders. Number one, you don't have to know, and I'm going to list a lot of letters here, HTML, CSS, PHP, or JavaScript. You don't have to know that to design your own web pages. What I just listed, HTML, CSS, PHP, and JavaScript, are the four most used things when coding a website. And each of these play different parts into the functionality, the look, the feel, the features and structure and integrations and backend and stuff like that of the website and the web page. And all of this is happening behind the scenes. But you don't have to know that code when you're using a page builder. You really don't even have to know it if you're working with simple WordPress, especially with the Gutenberg editor, which I might have just made some of my audience mad, but the Gutenberg editor isn't that bad. Yes, it's very different, but it, it does make a lot of more complicated things simple. And I think that making it easier for you to do what you want to do on your website is a good thing. Making it so you don't have to think about the HTML, CSS, PHP, or JavaScript is a good thing. And a page builder does that for you. If you want a box with a colored background and a border and you want a headline in that box, you want body text and you want a button, you can do that in a page builder in under 60 seconds. Even though I know HTML, CSS, some PHP and JavaScript, it would take me several minutes to make a box like that and then test it, make sure it's working. And even I, as a former web designer, I prefer a page builder now because it's so much faster and easier and I don't have to think about the CSS and the PHP and stuff like that in order to make it do what I usually want it to do on my website. That's benefit number one. Benefit number two, a page builder makes web design fast with WYSIWYG drag and drop editing. WYSIWYG, that's the acronym I always have to say out what it stands for in my mind in order to write it. W-Y-S-I-W-Y-G. That's what you see is what you get. So that's how it's working inside of a page builder. And it's really fast to do that. Drag a box, drag a block, drag a circle, drag a countdown timer, drag a table, drag a chart, drag an image, drag a button, drag multiple columns, adjust the width of the columns, change the background color, the foreground color, add shadow, remove shadow, make the corners rounded, make them not rounded, make it taller, shorter, fatter, whatever. All of these things you can do really quickly with a page builder, simply dragging and dropping different modules, dragging things around, what you see is what you get. And that makes it so much easier to make pages for your site and to customize the look and feel of your site, being able to see exactly what everyone else will see while you're making it. And the WordPress editor isn't even really like this. Like, I'm looking right now at my notes inside of my WordPress editor, and I do use Gutenberg now, 
and I see my notes and my headlines in a particular font. But that's not the same font that's going to be on the final page. It's not the same colors that will be on the final page. It's not the same layout. It's a general representation. But when I'm working in a page builder, creating layouts, a grid, a table, whatever it is, I am in general seeing exactly what it's going to look like in the final. And that's really nice, makes it really fast. You don't have to switch back and forth between tabs, save and refresh and save and refresh and all of that. It's really fast. But remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Again, then number three benefit, a good page builder can be used anywhere on your site. Most of the page builders offer the opportunity for you to do this, although some of them like Divi, for example, which I'll get into more later. Divi doesn't have this built in, but there is a plugin that allows you to add this functionality where you might want to build something in your page builder, a small section. Let's say it's a simple block with a headline, some body text, and a button. Like you might see a newsletter sign up or a call to action or a promotion for something that you're doing. Something really simple, but you want to use that in multiple places. Maybe you want to use it on your sidebar in one place and a pop-up in another place, in your pages, on your about page, for example, in another place. A good page builder will make it so that you can use that page builder anywhere, either by saving a section and importing that section in different places that the page builder can access, or like in the case of Divi, letting you use short codes in different places in order to bring that content over anywhere. And that's a really easy way that you can still use a page builder inside of normal page or post content if you don't want to design your entire content with that page builder. And I'll explain why you should and shouldn't do that in a moment. Benefit number four is a page builder lets you build your sections and pages in your own image. If you want your background color to be purple, well, you can make it as purple as you want it to be. It can be purple. You can have the foreground text be whatever color you want it to be. You can make the button whatever color you want it to be. You can do a lot of things with page builders to make them look and function the way you want them to. You don't have to be at the mercy of what your WordPress theme can do. And you often don't have to be at the mercy of what you know how to do. And that's not to say you're ignorant or anything like that. Like in my case, sometimes I just don't want to mess with the CSS and HTML, PHP, and JavaScript. I just, I want to put a box there. I want to make it purple. I don't want to go into the code. And a page builder lets you do that very easily so that you can make the page look exactly as you want it to. I do really recommend though, You follow either some basic guidance the page builder may give you or some of the ways that they already design certain elements so they look good or learn some basic design skills. Like I'll tell you right now, probably the best design skill you can learn is contrast, making sure that things that need to look different from each other and then things that are supposed to be connected with each other look similar. That contrast principle is probably the best most important thing you can learn in design. So that's why you might see big headlines and much smaller text, and you might see different fonts used because you want those things to contrast. Don't contrast a font like Garamond Pro with Times New Roman. Those are both serif fonts with the little feet that look kind of like typewriter fonts. Those are not good to contrast with each other because they look very similar, but it's better to contrast different fonts, something like Helvetica or Arial 
with Times New Roman. And I'm using extremely generic font names because there are ones you're probably familiar with, although I don't recommend you design with those fonts. It gets the idea across. That's number four. Benefit number five, page builders will probably someday integrate directly into the Gutenberg editor. I know a lot of people don't like the Gutenberg editor. Mostly, I think, because it's so different from what we're used to inside of WordPress. But I think as much as you can, try to switch over to the Gutenberg editor because it gives you a lot more power already. And it's power very similar to how page builders work. So if you can use a Gutenberg editor, you can use a page builder. And also, if you can use a page builder, you can use the Gutenberg editor. But I've heard what Matt Mullenweg has said about his vision for the Gutenberg editor and the developers. What they want to do is not only make this block approach to building pages apply to the content of your pages, but they want to make it apply to the sidebar, to the footer, to the header, to other sections of your page, very similar to a page builder. And I think we're going to see the day, maybe within the next few years, that page builders, instead of being a separate interface as they are right now, where you edit in Elementor or build with a particular page builder, and so you're then looking at a completely different interface, I think instead of that, we'll see these builders integrate directly into Gutenberg where you don't have to open a new screen. You don't have to save close and switch to something else. You don't have to switch to a completely different interface. You simply unlock new features and abilities inside of the interface you're already using. I think that's the future for Gutenberg and these page builder plugins. How long until we get there? I don't know. But I have seen some of the page builder developers say that's the direction they want to go. And that is a big benefit. Like right now, as good as Gutenberg is, and I I do think it's good, And it gives you a lot of power to do things you couldn't do before, couldn't do very easily before. It's still very limited, but page builders have a lot of power to them. But bringing them into your content through Gutenberg or even through the classic editor involves having to bring in short codes, design things in separate windows, then bring them in. Then you have to preview it again. So you're losing that WYSIWYG ability. Someday, I think this will tie together very nicely and give you a lot of abilities you didn't have before. And that can be a big benefit, starting with the page builder now, so you'll be ready for it then. And the stuff might then also seamlessly transition into that future someday. So I think those are the top five benefits of page builders. And now for five tips for using WordPress page builders. Number one, ensure your theme is compatible. Most page builders work with most WordPress themes. There could be some conflicts, though, in some places especially if you're interested in your page builder doing more advanced things like changing your header, your footer, and your sidebar, or like redesigning your WooCommerce or Easy Digital Downloads store items. You do need to look for that compatibility. It's most likely not an issue. Still, make sure it's not an issue. Ask your theme developer, for example. And in my last episode, I talked about why I like second-line themes so much. And they include the free version of the Elementor page builder. So obviously, Elementor is totally compatible with that theme. StudioPress themes are generally compatible with page builders. The Astra theme is one I'm using over at mypodcastreviews.com, even though I'm also using a page builder over there. And the Astra theme is very compatible with page builders. That's why I'm using it over there at mypodcastreviews.com. 
So there are certain themes that are known for definitely being compatible or designed to be compatible with page builders. Whatever theme you're using before you start using a page builder, make sure the theme is at least compatible. Check with the developer if it's not already on their site somewhere. Tip number two, use a page builder only when you need more than Gutenberg can offer. I know it's really tempting to think, oh man, I can do so much in this page builder. I can very easily make my images left or right aligned so that the text flows around them. I can very easily put in headings and put in a button and stuff like that and embed YouTube videos and these other kinds of rich media. Well, you can do all of that that I just mentioned inside of Gutenberg. Gutenberg makes a lot of things possible that you couldn't do before with the basic classic editor that we've been familiar with for years inside of WordPress. So don't jump to a builder too quickly. Only use it if Gutenberg can't do what you need. Number three, I really recommend you avoid page builders for full post content. Don't write your show notes inside of a page builder. Think of a page builder as being for special content. For, well, first of all, for pages instead of posts. Posts would be your blog posts, your podcast episodes with show notes and such, whereas pages might be your about page, a special opt-in page, your store page, your archive page, your subscribe to my podcast page, your contact page, your special review page or your gear page or something like that. And by the way, I've got a new gear page on the audacitytopodcast.com. I've been building this up and working on it. It's still in beta at the time of this recording, but I've been writing a lot of information, putting in links. I really like the way this page is turning out. And I'm making that page possible with the Elementor page builder. Go check it out over at the audacitytopodcast.com slash gear. I may rename that page and maybe some of the sections and move some things around, but the page builder is making it really easy for me to make those pages. And those are separate pages. Those aren't posts. Although I have done a couple posts where I've brought in page builder content, like my list of gear that I used at Podcast Movement. It was so much easier to just bring in page builder content that I've already made than rewriting all of that inside of a post. But generally, avoid using page builders for your post content. The reason for this is that page builders add a lot of background code. A lot of it. I mean, a lot. And that can sometimes cause problems because that code can carry over into your RSS feed. And then that can make even something with very little content get really bloated inside of your RSS feed. It could potentially cause problems inside of podcast apps, like maybe your show notes don't show, maybe they don't look the way they're supposed to look, maybe it breaks your podcast in certain podcast apps. There was an issue I was helping a member of Podcaster Society with recently, where he was using a page builder to create his post content, and his show notes would show inside of Apple Podcasts, but not inside of Overcast. And we tried some different things. He really needed to continue using his page builder for what he was doing. I didn't want to force him to switch over to uh, something else for creating his content, at least for now. So we tried some different things. And there's a feature inside of PowerPress. And you have to be careful with this feature because I, for a while, I was thinking, well, if we use this feature, it's going to completely remove any of the content from the RSS feed, not just fix things. Well, actually, it worked the other way around. It fixed the problem of his content being hidden from Overcast. And that is if you go into the PowerPress main settings, go to the feeds tab and 
check to enable the option that says do not allow other plugins to modify podcast feeds. As its title suggests, this will prevent other plugins from changing things inside of the feed. My theory was, well, if the content is being built with a plugin, then wouldn't that mean the content wouldn't show? Well, apparently, at least with this particular page builder that this person was using, apparently it was smart enough to let the content through when the plugin wasn't being used. So that was great. I can't promise that's the way it will work with other page builders, and that's why I really recommend you as much as possible, avoid page builders for your full post content, especially for your podcast episodes. Maybe for other stuff, it might be okay for posts. Or test it first before you really rely on it for a lot of posts because it's it could break things or it might not. You really have to test it and see. And another problem that you might run into if you're using page builders for your post content is if you ever decide to stop using a page builder or you switch page builders. And I really don't recommend you switch page builders unless you absolutely need to. Like you're working with a horrible one and you want to switch to one of these better ones, especially one of my top two recommendations, then it might be a good reason to switch. But if you turn off your page builder, what happens to your post content? Your pages, yeah, you'll probably have to redo your pages anyway. But what happens to your posts? Do all of your show notes disappear? Are your show notes suddenly littered with short codes? Are they hidden? Are they filled with all kinds of HTML and CSS inside of your post? You have to look into that unless you decide you're going to stick with this page builder for potentially the rest of the life of your website. There might also someday be some kind of way to migrate from one page builder to another, and maybe there are already tools like that. But I really recommend you just try and avoid that as much as possible. Tip number four for using a WordPress page builder Use global styles over single styles whenever possible. Think of a button. If you want your buttons to be blue, don't style every single button to be blue. If possible, go into your page builder global settings and set the buttons to be blue. That might be inside of the theme. That might be inside of the page builder's global settings. The page builder might not even have those settings, or it might be in the page level settings. But as much as possible, use those top-level styles instead of styling for every single element that you want to appear the same as your other elements. The reason for that is what if you decide you no longer want your buttons to be blue? You now want them to be purple. If you've styled every button individually, then you have to go back and change every button individually. But if the page builder or theme has some kind of top-level style for you anyway, and some themes will have styles for page builder elements. So for example, in your theme, even if it's not a page builder based theme, you might set your buttons to always be a particular color, let's say blue, and then whatever buttons you place inside of your page builder are automatically then blue because they're inheriting that from your theme. That's something you need to look into so that you're not overcomplicating what's happening on the back end and overcomplicating things if you need to ever change something in the future. Tip number five, look for free or premium add-ons to extend your chosen builder. And do this before you consider switching builders. For example, you might be looking at my top two page builders, Elementor Pro and Beaver Builder. And you might be on one of them and you look at the other one and you see, oh, this one does this thing. It has this module or this block or this widget or whatever they call it in the particular builder you're looking at. It does this thing that the one I'm currently on doesn't do. So maybe I should switch. Mm, No, maybe not. 
look instead to see if there are add-ons, often free plugins inside of wordpress.org slash plugins, or there are a lot of places that sell plugins, even a whole collection of plugins for the popular page builders. And that can give you a lot of the functionality that you might want without having to switch to a different page builder. And especially these top two page builders, and the reason, a big reason I recommend them is because there is already so much big support on the internet and in the WordPress community for these two page builders. So there are a lot of free and paid plugins out there to do many of these different things. And some of them you can buy to do just a single thing. Some of them will do hundreds of things. They add on to it. And that's what I really like about these top two page builders, which I'll recommend in a moment, because you can do so much with them and they allow the community to do so much with them. As I talked a lot about in my last episode with second line themes, they use the free Elementor page builder. Now you can upgrade to Elementor Pro and that unlocks additional abilities, but second line themes comes with Elementor free and comes with some Elementor widgets you can use. The people over at Second Line Themes designed those little widgets specifically for Elementor page builder. So although you could use a Second Line theme with Beaver Builder or Themify or Divi instead, you won't have those specially designed widgets like you would with Elementor. And Elementor makes that so easy for developers to make additional widgets. So look for those free or premium add-ons to extend whatever builder you're working with before you consider switching builders. So those are my five tips. Ensure your theme is compatible. Use a page builder only when you need more than Gutenberg can offer. Avoid page builders for full post content. Use global styles or single styles whenever possible. And look for free or premium add-ons to extend your chosen builder. And now my recommendations for WordPress page builders. Beep beep. If podcasting has presses, stop them now because I've got updated information to share with you since I first recorded this episode. Elegant Themes released Divi version 4.0, which includes some big new features that not only change what I want to say about Divi, but also change where I put Divi on my list of recommendations. So I wanted to re-record this portion of this episode to ensure that you have the most updated information to make your own decision about the best WordPress page builder for you. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes or get the links to these page builder plugins or to purchase the premium versions through my affiliate links, then please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash page builders, or the show notes might be just a simple tap or swipe away inside of your podcast app. Number one, Elementor Pro. Now, much of what I'm about to say about Elementor Pro does also apply to Beaver Builder. So if you're more on the Beaver Builder side of things, definitely listen to both of these things. Elementor Pro and Beaver Builder have a great framework that they've designed that makes it really easy for all of these developers from anywhere to add additional modules and functionality to the builder. So that means that what you buy inside of Elementor Pro or what you get inside of the free version, because there is a free version of Elementor, isn't all that you can do. You can get add-ons to add additional modules or to enhance features in modules already built into the builder. This is great because it means you have so many possibilities out there. Like for example, I use Elementor on the audacitytopodcast.com and on mypodcastreviews.com. I also purchased the Essential Add-ons plugin for Elementor 
to use on mypodcastreviews.com because it had a couple features that Elementor Pro didn't have and a couple things that I liked how Essential Add-ons did better than Elementor Pro. And it was really easy. Just purchase that plugin, install it, activate it, and I can start using those new features. I love how simple they made that. And that's for both Elementor Pro and Beaver Builder that have that great framework and a really big catalog of plugins that you can get free versions from WordPress.org, as well as premium versions you can purchase from separate plugin makers. So there's a lot of functionality and a lot of flexibility and versatility and extensibility in these two page builder plugins, Elementor Pro and Beaver Builder. But I put Elementor Pro as my number one recommendation for several reasons. First, there is a great free version of the plugin that you can get from WordPress.org. And it's also included inside of Second Line Themes. So if you were convinced to start using Second Line Themes based on my previous episode of the Audacity to Podcast, then you probably already have Elementor Pro. And once you start playing with Second Line Themes, you'll be playing also with Elementor Pro as you can build some pages with that. And the free version of Elementor has more than 4,300 ratings and reviews. Now, you should know by now ratings and reviews don't necessarily indicate a better product. But when you look at the other page builder plugins I'm going to mention, they don't have anywhere near as many reviews and ratings as Elementor does. So that might not necessarily indicate a better product, but it could certainly indicate that Elementor is more engaged with their community to get that many ratings and reviews. It could also mean that the community thinks it is that much better of a page builder, but it is free and it has a limited number of widgets with it. If you use second line themes, there are some widgets custom designed for Elementor that are included inside of second line themes. For example, Elementor, the free version, does not include a posts widget for you to be able to make a list of your latest posts. Like if you go to the audacitypodcast.com, the front page is designed with the Elementor page builder and scroll down to the section where it's latest episodes and posts. That is a list of episodes not built with Elementor, but built with the module that's included inside of second line themes. So I didn't have to upgrade to Elementor Pro to get that great episodes list module. In fact, the second line themes Elementor module is better for podcast episodes because it includes the player than the Elementor Pro posts widget. But I did upgrade to Elementor Pro because it includes some other features that I really wanted for my websites, like the advanced widgets. There are certain places where I wanted more control over how the episode posts display, and Elementor Pro then has that post widget that I could use. For example, go to the audacitypodcast.com slash PM19. That's my page where I list all of my video interviews that I did from Podcast Movement 2019. That list of posts there is built with the Elementor Pro posts widget that gives me a bit more control over the layout and design of those posts. But what I really needed Elementor Pro for, in my case, was to make my gear pages. Go over to the audacitypodcast.com slash gear. And you'll see my, at this time, it's still a work in progress, but I've made a lot of progress on those pages, new gear pages for listing things like the best microphones for audio podcasting, best cameras for video podcasting, best lighting, best mixers, best apps and such. And I'm building those pages out a lot more. So if you're looking for some recommendations, go over there, the audacitypodcast.com slash gear. 
but click into those pages. For example, go into the best mixers, best interfaces, and best recorders, and you'll see the Rodecaster Pro listed at the top of all three of those pages. Without Elementor Pro, I could certainly make that Rodecaster Pro section with the layout, the grid, the picture, the links, the button, and I could copy and paste that into different pages. That's certainly doable with the free version of Elementor. But in my case, I knew I wanted to have the Roadcaster Pro under multiple pages, and I knew I might list it in other pages in the future. And I might change what I say about the Roadcaster Pro at some point. Maybe new features come out. Maybe something is updated. Maybe I want to change where the links go. If I wanted to change that with the free version of Elementor, I would have to go into each of those pages and change it. But what I got Elementor Pro for was the ability to use and embed section templates. So that Roadcaster Pro section from the headline to the button is a section template that I can easily put inside of any page or post I want to. So if I ever need to change anything, I only go to one place, change it there, and then it reflects those changes on all of those other pages and posts. That right there was enough to convince me to upgrade to Elementor Pro because I needed that ability to embed section templates. So my gear pages now are built with section templates. I can very easily put the same gear on multiple pages or under multiple sections. Same thing like if you go back to the podcast movement page at theaudacitypodcast.com slash PM19, I made a post there because I knew people would be interested in what gear I use, the wireless system, the microphone, the camera, the lighting, anything else there, along with how I recorded those video interviews from Podcast Movement 2019. So I made a page where you could geek out to see what the gear was that I used. And I made that page very easily by using those section templates to easily import those. So if I ever change what I say about a particular microphone, it's updated on that post as well. So that alone convinced me to upgrade to Elementor Pro. But since upgrading to Elementor Pro, I've also taken advantage of several of their other advanced widgets. They have more than 50 more widgets inside of Elementor Pro, in addition to what's already included inside of Elementor. The post widget and the section template widget are only two of them. There are many others that are included. I think I've used some of them in different places on different sites. Another reason was their pop-up builder. I have moved away from lead pages. I still really like and highly recommend lead pages. I just needed to cut back on some expenses for the business. So for my pop-ups, I now use what's built into Elementor Pro. They have this great pop-up builder that's pretty smart with what it can do. It allows you to use all of those design tools you're familiar with inside of Elementor to design your pop-ups. And that's built into Elementor Pro. Also, Elementor Pro includes the theme builder. This gives you the ability to use Elementor and its design features to design portions of your website. Most page builder plugins really only focus on the content of your pages. That would be what you enter when you're creating a page or a post, not the header, not the sidebar, not the footer. But the theme builder that's included with Elementor Pro gives you control over those other sections. So you can say that this is how you want your footer to look, or this is how you want your header to look. On the audacitypodcast.com, the footer is designed with Elementor Pro. It made it really easy for me to 
put things exactly where I wanted them, put the text and style it exactly how I wanted it to look. So these were some of the features that convinced me to upgrade to Elementor Pro. But again, you don't have to upgrade to Elementor Pro. The free version works the same. It simply doesn't have as many features and widgets built into it. So if you want to give it a try, you can install the free version from WordPress.org. Simply go into your plugins section inside of your WordPress website and search for Elementor. I also have the link to it in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash pagebuilders. Or if you're using second line themes, then Elementor, the free version, is already included, plus those nice designed specifically for Elementor widgets that you can use. And if you're interested in those extra features, like the advanced widgets, the pop-up builder, the theme builder, then I definitely recommend you consider upgrading to Elementor Pro, as I have done. And yes, I did purchase it. In fact, all of these plugins that I've mentioned, I've purchased with my own money. I was not given copies to review or anything like that. I've purchased them. And in the case of Elementor, I continue to pay for it on a regular basis. And Elementor and Elementor Pro are my number one recommendation for my favorite WordPress page builder. Number two, and this shifted in my list. Previously, this was number four. It's now number two because of the major updates they just released, Divi Builder. Elegant Themes makes some beautiful WordPress themes and a couple of plugins too. And you can get the Divi Builder as both a standalone builder plugin and they also have the Divi theme. What I previously did not like about Divi was that it was restricted to only the content on your site. If you designed a button or a little widget or something that you really liked how it looked, the only place you could really use that was in your content. It was tricky to put that in a sidebar, in a footer, anything like that. You just couldn't do that with Divi. But Divi was beautiful. I think Divi is one of the best looking, easiest to use page builders out there. But it was much more limited. However, now that they have version 4.0, they bring many of those similar theme building features to Divi. So now you can use Divi to design your header, your footer, your sidebar, and design your entire site and how pages look versus posts, or how posts in one category look versus posts in a different category, or how your archives look versus your homepage and how your homepage looks. And all of that you can do with Divi Builder, as you can with several of these other plugins as well. But Divi, I think that since it is probably the easiest and produces the most beautiful results in its default setting, Divi is my number two recommendation. You can get Divi as a renewing annual subscription, or there is a lifetime purchase option from Elegant Themes. And I really like it when there's a lifetime option as there is with Divi. And if you want the link to that, please go to the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash pagebuilders. Unfortunately, though, there's no free version of Divi. So if you want to try it, you'll have to buy it. And if you don't like it, then return it under their 30-day or so return policy. There's also not the great framework and platform for developers to make a bunch of modules for Divi. Now, there are plugins and extra modules for Divi, for sure, but not as many as for Elementor Pro and Beaver Builder. So Divi is really great, easy to use, maybe not as designed for podcasters, certainly doesn't integrate into the second line themes as well as Elementor does. But if you're just looking for a page builder plugin with a theme that you already like, or you want to try out the new theme building features inside of Divi, then give Divi a try. 
I've got the link to that in the show notes for this episode. And that's my number two recommendation. Number three, Beaver Builder. This is very similar to Elementor, not only in the functionality that it offers, such as that great platform for other developers to make other plugins and add-ons to extend the features of Beaver Builder. But even the way Beaver Builder works and looks is very similar to Elementor. What I've heard some people say about Elementor versus Beaver Builder is that Elementor can make updates very frequently. Sometimes those updates aren't extremely well thought out. And this is someone's opinion, not necessarily my own opinion, but this is repeating what someone else said. And this person had said that Beaver Builder is less frequent on updates, but when they come out with an update, it's really solid. That may be the case, but your experience may vary with these things. I don't like how Beaver Builder has a more complicated pricing structure where there's a separate theme builder as an additional purchase when you get a theme builder already included inside of Divi Builder and Elementor Pro. But there is a free version of Beaver Builder too. So I think if you're just looking at purely the best, most widely supported builders, Elementor and Beaver Builder are probably those two. But I stuck Divi in there between them because I think Divi is easier to use and more beautiful than Beaver Builder. But Beaver Builder, like Elementor, provides great features, has a lot of plugins and extended functionality. There's the free version. It performs very well. It gives you a lot of control over your website. If you're interested in Beaver Builder, you'll want to look to see what are you missing out by not upgrading to the paid version and what features and functionalities do you need? Like, do you need the theme builder? If not, then maybe it's being a separate purchase doesn't really matter to you. But you can try the free version of Beaver Builder if you'd like, and that's available on the wordpress.org website and in the plugin section of your WordPress website. Number four, Themify Builder. Themify puts out a bunch of really beautiful themes, and their themes all include the builder, and you can use the Themify Builder on its own. I'd say that the Themify Builder, compared to these other builder plugins, gives you a lot more granular control over the design of your website and over these specific widgets and such. You can change so many of the different color options for a simple button inside of Themify, whereas some of the other builder plugins may be a bit more simplified in what colors you can change. I think that Themify Builder then is great if you already have some experience in basic web design. But one of the big things I don't like about Themify is that their updates tend to break things. And this has caused some embarrassment before. And it's a little frustrating working with their support team as well. That's why they're at the bottom of this list of four plugins. I've had an issue, and maybe they've resolved some of this stuff since then, but I've had this issue multiple times where they may add new functionality to their plugin, like a new field. This happened on my podcast reviews and podcaster society websites that both originally used Themify Builder, where I had pricing tables that you could see the different pricing options, and Themify added a new field to those pricing tables. That's fine. Cool. That's great. But the problem was that new field had placeholder text that basically said, add a subtitle here. And what really frustrated me is that when those updates first came out, that placeholder text saved to the website and displayed on my website. So you might see the pro pricing option, and then underneath it says, 
add subtitle here. Oh, that was so embarrassing. I don't know how long that was sitting on my website like that, but that was really frustrating. Yes, I could go back in and clear out those fields and resave it, but I shouldn't have had to do that. It was frustrating that that broke it. There have been some other things where they released an update that, for whatever reason, broke a couple things in the layout of my site. Now, as a web developer, designer, programmer, I can work with some of that, but I don't want to have to do that anymore. So if you have some basic web design experience, then maybe Themify will work great for you, especially since you have so much control over the granular design details of the site. Themify also, in addition to their themes, they do make a bunch of really nice plugins, giving you some extra functionalities. Like you can make custom post types very easily with the Themify custom post types plugin and some other things like a map and more to be able to bring this functionality over. And all of these themes and plugins are included in some of their membership options, like their lifetime plan and one of their more expensive yearly plans. So you get access to all of that that you can use if you want to. There is also a free version of the Themify Builder that you can try if you'd like. And it's because of these more granular tools that Themify Builder provides that I was able to do some really cool things inside of the Podcaster Society website. Things that these other builder plugins, as much as I might like some of them more than Themify, they can't do these things. For example, inside of Podcaster Society, we have tutorials, courses, lessons, resources, webinars, several different types of content on the website. And I've built these with different custom post types inside of that WordPress website over at podcastersociety.com. I wanted it so if someone entered a search or clicked on a tag or clicked on a certain section inside of the framework, content, presentation, production, promotion, and profit, that they could see all of the content related to that thing that they searched for or that they clicked into. But I didn't want it simply all listed. I wanted it separated so that you could see here are all of the tutorials that match that. Here are all of the courses or the course lessons that match that. Here are all the resources that match that. Here are the webinars that match that. And I could do that with Themify. I can't do that, at least currently, with the other builder plugins. So Themify has a lot of functionality that you can use very easily. And the way that Themify works with Gutenberg is also pretty cool compared to the other plugins. Like with Divi, Beaver Builder, and Elementor, you are working with either the main WordPress post editor, whether that's the classic one or Gutenberg, the new one, or you're working inside of that page builder. You can't do both, at least with Elementor, Divi, and Beaver Builder. But with Themify, you can use both. You can write the majority of your content inside of the normal WordPress post editor that you're used to, and then you can add Themify Builder either above or below that content or even in the middle of that content, and you can build a section inside of that page or post using Themify Builder. And it's very obvious where that section is inside of your post. You see this big block that says basically this is the Themify section right here. Everything you design in Themify will go into this section. I like the way that works inside of the post editor. That makes it really nice if you're transitioning from using the post editor to using the builder, or you want to combine both of those. For example, maybe you want to write a blog post, and at the very end of the blog post, you need to design something 
that looks nice for that post. Maybe it's an opt-in page, maybe it's a promotion, maybe it's a product that you're linking to. You can do that very easily in Beaver Builder by designing that right there after you've written your content. You don't have to switch over to using the Builder to create your whole page. With the other plugins, the way that you'd have to do that would be by using shortcodes, which is still totally doable, but it's a little bit easier inside of Themify. So these are my top recommendations. Number one, Elementor Pro. Number two, Divi Builder. Number three, Beaver Builder. And number four, Themify Builder. If you want to check out any of these or to purchase them from my affiliate links, then please visit the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash page builders. In all of this, what you need to focus on is not what can you do? Because remember, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Don't go nuts with all of this stuff. Design things so that it makes a better experience for people visiting your website and makes a more unified brand for your podcast. These page builders will let you do a lot of things more simply, and they'll probably make it possible for you to do things that you couldn't otherwise do before without hunting around for a bunch of plugins or learning how to code yourself. So builders should make your life easier and the life of your audience easier as well as it relates to your website at least. That's why I recommend that you consider a page builder so that you can conquer your WordPress design. If you'd like the links to these things or to review these recommendations and tips, then please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash page builders. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go start and grow your own podcast for passion or profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.